0: Guys, it's Leah Buckles from Procedural Wide Medical Consulting. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, physician assistant, and former CMP examiner. Today I wanted to come on and discuss irritable bowel syndrome or IBS as it relates to PTSD and a variety of other service-connected mental health conditions. So, what is IBS, right? So, irritable bowel syndrome is a constellation of symptoms that is typically diagnosed either in primary care or gastroenterology um, that includes six months or longer of symptoms that are not explained by other conditions there are there's a specific criteria it's called the rome criteria i think they're up to version four or something like that um where we look at you know do you have these specific symptoms have we ruled out other conditions and um it's basically a diagnosis of exclusion after those things are ruled out right and and also other things are you know you meet these symptom guidelines okay Um, It can be IBS-C, which is IBS with constipation. It can be IBS-D, which is diarrhea, or it can be mixed where you have a mixture of both, right? So some of the symptoms of IBS are stomach cramping, pain in the abdomen, constipation, diarrhea, constipation followed by diarrhea or vice versa, um, bloating and things like that. A lot of veterans suffer from IBS, and there are several ways for it to be connected to service. So, I just want to briefly touch on some of those, and then we're going to jump into how mental health conditions can impact the condition, right? So, if you're diagnosed in service, um, you can be primarily connected for this, right? You can get um, connected just based on the fact that you were diagnosed during an active period of service. Now, of course, um, that's not always the case, especially if, you know, they can say that it was transient. You didn't have um, you didn't have continuity of symptoms. Let's say you were diagnosed with something and then didn't get seen for it for ten years. That can become problematic. But generally speaking, if you were diagnosed in service, um, it should be something that is pretty straightforward. Okay. A lot of veterans are also connected for this as it relates to Gulf War exposures. We talk about Gulf War exposures. There are specific countries, um, locations uh, that that are related to. Basically, from 1991 until present. Okay, so a lot of times people think about Gulf War and they think about the first Gulf War, but technically, it's actually for VA disability. We're talking about from 1991 to current day. Okay, so, and then the next thing that I want to discuss is is um, secondary service connections, right? So there are a lot of things IBS can be related to. One of the most common ones that I see is. PTSD or depression, anxiety, any type of mental health disorder that is service connected. So we have to look at, does that mental health condition cause or aggravate the condition? If it's aggravating the condition, you want to see what was, you know, if the condition pre-existed, um, the PTSD or the P- PTSD is worsening it. You have to sometimes show what the baseline was and then how the mental health condition has worsened it. Now, when we're talking about causation, we talk about how is this um, being caused, um, by the condition right so again secondary to mental health conditions is a way to you know show a connection for ibs so i wanted to go over quickly a few of the articles that i use so that you guys can go to your primary care managers and you can possibly print these out bring them to them um ask them to write a short statement to support service connection you can also approach this with your va doctor, you can approach this in the CMP exam. I think it's really important that um, if you're going to approach a CMP examiner, you really never know who you're going to get. And so just to do it in a in a very professional and polite way and to discuss your concerns is, is the best way to, to approach that. So, okay. One of the first articles that I like to cite is from 2015 from the Journal of Neuroscience and Rural Practice titled Irritable Bowel Syndrome. Is it irritable brain or irritable bowel? Um, So, it discusses the emotional limbic system, increased um, release of um, specific hormones and cortisol, which can influence um, your enteric nervous system and cause symptoms of IBS. Another article is called Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder and Gastrointestinal Disorders in Danish Populations. It was published in a periodical called Epidemiology. And that one is super helpful. Another article in 2001 entitled Irritable Bowel Syndrome, Anxiety and Depression. What are the links? That was published in the Journal of Clinical Psychiatry. So I will not get into all of the research in there, but these are just different articles that you guys can go and review and take a look at. Another article that I like to use is called "The Relationship Between Irritable Bowel Syndrome and Psychiatric Disorders: From Molecular Changes to Clinical Manifestations," plus published in the Journal of Molecular Psychiatry in 2014. Um, I, I have a ton of them. I'll give you one or two more. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? In this in this particular paper I'm reading, I discuss Gulf War syndrome um, also. So that's an important key thing to take away is, and I've said this before in videos, if I believe that there is more than one thing that's causing or worsening this the um, condition, I'm going to just talk about both, right? So you may be a Gulf War veteran and you meet these symptom criteria and in a specified time period, but then your mental health condition is also worsening it. So I kind of put in all of that language to just um, talk about all risk factors, because we always have to talk about risk factors, positive and negative, right? Even the negative ones, we have to talk about and talk about why we don't think that it's more relevant than the positive risk factors, okay? So really quick, I want to go over the ratings. I'm not an accredited claims agent. Um, I'm pulling them up here for me, you know, because this is not my area of expertise. So I'm not an accredited claims agent or an attorney. I am a medical professional that assists veterans with um, medical opinions, right? So, but I know a lot of times veterans want to go over this. So, one of the things that I think is really important to talk about is pyramiding, right? Again, this is not my specialty, but it's something you should discuss with your VSO or um, whoever. So, if you're already rated for a service connected gastrointestinal condition like GERD, a lot of times if you are service connected for this, they will actually combine them into one rating, right? It, and so you could still be rated for both, but not rated separately, right? So, it may say something like GERD um, with Irritable Bowel Syndrome, and then whichever of the higher rating, you know, however they calculate that, right? Um, I'm not saying that's all of the time like that. There are probably special instances where if you can show how the symptoms are not overlapping, they may rate you separately. But everyone that I've pretty much ever seen is is joined together, right? So if a veteran is at 60% for GERD already, they're unlikely to get much of an increase in their overall rating if they're rated for IBS because it will just be joined together. So um, IBS is rated currently from um, zero to 30%, and it is zero percent is non-compensable if they exhibit mild symptoms, um, disturbances of bowel function, occasional episodes of abdominal stress. 10% is if it's moderate, um, frequent episodes of bowel disturbance with abdominal stress, and 30% if it's um, alternating diarrhea and constipation, um, and then almost constant constantly in pain. So, um, I hope this was helpful. Um, please let me know if you guys have any questions and drop them in the comments and, um, thanks for watching.